Welcome. My name is Tracy Cook, and this is the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans like our upcoming guest that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that now go on to support, empower, and inspire others to do the same. Please subscribe and comment to the Victim to Victory series on Apple, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Today, we are giving a voice to Anav Avni. (laughs) Welcome to Victim to Victory. How are you? Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here with you. It is an absolute pleasure. Now, I'm just going to let our audience know a little bit about how wonderful you are and all the plates that you juggle. And you're a confidence and empowerment coach. You're helping people identify the negative self-talk and the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from creating the life that they want to live. How important is that, especially coming off the end of 2020? Now, in your coaching, your methods and techniques from the world of NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, the Body and Emotion Code, I love hearing about this, neuroscience and Buddhism, fantastic, and allowing her to connect with her clients and audience on a really, really deep level to profound transformations. I'm excited already to hear more. Thank you very much for joining us. And where does your story start? Right, yes, I guess with, with, with uh, similar stories, it definitely starts with a challenge. Um, growing up, I was very much, you know, the, the, the shy kid, the one with very low self-esteem, low confidence, really low self-love and always needing others' approvals and for them to tell me, yes, I can do it. And also maybe even suggest what I should do in the first place. And I was going through life in this way, you know, for a very long time, always feeling I was on the outside of any group that I was on. I had wisdom. So the people who did actually take the time or bothered to get to know me, um, they really appreciated my my wisdom. But I, I only kept it for, you know, the one-on-ones. So the, the bigger group, I don't think anyone really understood who I was or what I was. Um, and it wasn't after, you know, growing up, I, I, I met this guy. And um, and I remember that was a really low for me because we were, we were dating. We were going out for about three three years. And I was thinking to myself, Do you know what? I don't think this is it. It's really, it's not it. There's something that is missing. But then uh, one day he proposed. And I remember that conversation of saying, you know, this is how low, small belief I had in in myself and life. And I was thinking, you know, I was 23, didn't really have any serious boyfriends beforehand. And I was kind of having that horrible conversation with myself saying, well, no one really loved me before. What are the chances of someone loving me after? So this must be the best that it's ever going to be. And I remember saying yes. And, and And I... you know, I'm not, I don't regret it because I really do believe that we, you know, we are the sum of everything that we've ever done. But that was definitely an interesting journey that followed afterwards. Wow. So 
this the self-esteem was just holding you back from being in a place where you truly loved yourself so much that you wanted to move forward you thought this is it I'm just I love this guy but I know he's not the one but your self-esteem was really holding you back would that be right yeah I I really I just didn't see how this was going to 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 work out you know to if if no one loved me before, it was really that idea because I think the 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 need for love was always a very big driver, and I was kind of if no one loved me before, then it must mean that I really am unlovable, and so let me just stick with this thing because this is what I've got and it's familiar and you know it will work out, um, wow. and so it it, it that was <laughs> that was the journey. We were married for seven years, uh, seven years. There were some good times. There were definitely some very low times. Uh, and then after some time, after seven years, um, I said, right, you know, it's not, it's not working out. We really need to, to stop this pursuit because definitely he was wanting other things. And I, and I, we were not on the same page anymore. Um, and then I'll, I'll, maybe I'll share with you what happened there. <laughs> so, so you grew apart. Where did you go from there? Yeah. So when, when he, he went back to, to where we come from, from, from Israel, where I'm originally from, uh, he went back to Israel and I stayed here in the UK with really no family, some friends that I was still in touch with. But I recognized then that I didn't know who I was. Uh, I was like, you know, you can ask me who we were and I would know, but who I was, I really didn't know. So I, I was asking who I was before, you know, throughout the marriage and also who I was beforehand. And I really didn't know. And um, and so after he left, it was like I was really happy that he left. It was a really it was a weight off my shoulder. I didn't want to be with him anymore. But now I needed to start figuring out all these things that I needed to figure out, you know, before we got married. And um, I remember I, I was looking for a therapist. I thought, OK, let's, you know, there's got to be someone out there that can help in some way. And I found this therapist uh, on on the days before internet, right? I had to find it in the yellow pages. (laughs) (laughs) I remember them days. (laughs) I remember coming there. He met me at the church hall and and, and it was a huge building. Everything was very, it was empty, apart from these two chairs at the very back of the room. And, uh, And as I got near him, I realized how drunk he was. He was actually off his face. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, but I've made the effort to come here, so let's have this conversation. Um, so I told him my story, and then he actually said the sentence that really changed everything for me. He, he, he just basically said, my dear, you are lacking the powers of your own convictions. And I was like, you know, it exploded my mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is... It was so accurate. It was exactly describing how I was feeling all these years. And and I, I took it away with me and I was asking myself, what what is it? You know, how come? How come there's so many sides of me, but I'm allowing the fear to, to be the driver? And and I was really having a really hard look at how I was living my life. And then I and then I, I created this uh, formula, um, which basically some went something like, you know, do you want to do it? Yes. Does it scare you? Yes. Is it going to kill you? Well, if yes, then I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) If I knew knew that it wasn't going to kill me, then I just went for it. And this was so interesting because what followed was really 
a, a transformation on scales I could never imagine. Really, everything I, I ever wanted to do, all of a sudden I gave myself permission to just go ahead and do it. You know, so, you know, the first thing I'd done was going on a diving course. I always wanted to dive. I was terrified of diving. I thought I was just going to, you know, well, sink or float or whatever. Uh, but I did the diving course and I did the advanced, you know, it, it just opened up all of this, you know, completely allowing me to see that the fear was holding me back. But all I needed to do was just to take the first step and then everything was falling into place and opportunities and, and ideas came up. So, you know, I the, the thing that really uh, made a really big difference, again, uh, following this formula was I raised money for arthritis research campaign. And then went on uh, in the UK, we call it the challenge of a lifetime. So that basically, having raised the money, we would go with the charity to, to climb the foothills of the Himalayas. And that was that was really mind-blowing. Uh, it, was, it was everything. It was here I was by myself, I mean, with a group of incredible people, but by myself because I made the decision to do it. And I didn't need, and I wasn't waiting for anyone's approvals or anything like that. So I, I was there and I was in flow, in allowing, in just in curiosity. And it was so incredible. Um, and then when we were there, um, we went to visit the school and they said we, they needed teachers. And, but they said we needed to have qualifications. We couldn't just come and teach. So I went back to the UK. I did a uh, teach English as a foreign language course. It was a year-long course. By that time, the Maoist uh, came, took over. Uh, and I was worried that that might kill me in Nepal. So... Instead of Nepal, I went to Mongolia and I taught the, for you know English taught English for for a year. Then I went traveling, came back to do my masters. It's all of these things I've always wanted to travel. Never, never dared. I always wanted to study, and I always had this idea that I would be a very bad student. Or, you know, who can be a bad student? What is a bad student even? But I, I just allow things to be. So, so many uh, incredible experiences and you know exploration and stuff adventures that I allowed myself to go on and and what then happened was so interesting because every time I had a conversation with someone I realized that I was the brave one I was the one that went out there and did all of these things and these other people they only wished and they were dreaming about doing it but no one actually done anything and that was so important to my self-esteem and my confidence because it showed me that you're not confident by sitting at home and, and wishing you're really confident by overcoming things that you never knew that you could so all of this journey was oh it was incredible I'm, I'm very grateful for for that <laughs> drunken therapist and the way that he changed my life isn't it amazing that in the most um peculiar circumstances a light bulb just goes off. So when that that drunken therapist, you know, landed those words on you, you know, just the emotions or the mindset shift that you would have actually felt and just opened up that those doors to allow all these wonderful experiences uh, to open up for you, you know, the Himalayas and, uh, you know, teaching and, and things like that, you know. It, it's so funny because um, I heard Les Brown once say that um, the graveyard is the most expensive piece of real estate because that's where our dreams go to die. And I thought, wow, that is so true. And I loved how you touched on the fact that you're talking to all these people and they're the wooders and the couders and the shoulders, I call them. 
I would have, I could have, I should have, you know. And mm. it's the person who takes the action, who, you know, takes that first step that doesn't necessarily have to see the whole staircase. They just have to take the first step, right? And you did that. You you yeah. felt the fear. You'd done it anyway. And this whole new world opened up for you. How wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you doing with, with that kind of information and um, this, this transformation now? Yeah, well, so first of all, this is still uh, definitely a guide in my life. I definitely, anything that I do, I do have that conversation still. You know, do I want to do it? Does it scare me? And, and how to, to go around that? Um, so that's definitely in my personal life. A couple of years ago, at the beginning of uh, 2020, I actually uh, took my daughters to backpacking in India for six months. Ended up being the three months because of COVID. But, you know, it was it was that exactly the same conversation. Do, do I want to do it? Does it scare me? Yes. So we did it. Um, but that, that also, of course, allowed me to work with my clients because whenever someone is coming to talk to me about how they feel stuck and unfulfilled and you know, insecure and not knowing how to move forward. I am very much able to to see that actually, like I said, like you said at the introduction, it's really the negative voice that is holding people back. It's that fear of what will happen if I do this, if I do that, what will happen if I don't? Because we are so it's ingrained in us the idea that we need to 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 know all the details before we we start going, then we can never go because it's never going to be perfect. And by the time it's perfect, everything would have changed anyway. So it really has helped me to, to be able to be there for my clients, to help them be that, that voice in, on their journey that says, actually, you've got this. Just believe, just trust, it's, it's okay. And, it, and it, takes, it, it looks differently with every client, of course. Um, and a lot of the time, it's just helping people to, to reframe their fears and also to, to help them see that what they think or believe that is is not possible or wrong or you know whatever the the negative voice is telling them it's just a lie because the, the negative voice is a liar it just wants us to do today exactly what we did yesterday not because it's mean <laughs> but just because it believes that it's preserving us so for preservation it says well if you didn't do it yesterday that means that today you can die if you tried so i'm going to do everything i can to make sure that you don't do it and so the voice is so convincing that we actually listen to it and say, well, thank you for saving me from, you know, terrible, you know, something, mistake, death, whatever. But it's not true. The negative voice doesn't know that we're going to fail. So, Oh, that is just so powerful. If you are listening to this, please um, connect. We will show where to um, to connect with um, ANAV as well because you're also written five with one co-authored book and the name of the book is The Power of Reinvention and you've got four ebooks series uh, titled Invest in Your Team's Confidence and Empowerment. So you're drawing from your own experiences. You're pulling that, that book off the shelf and opening it up and remembering where you were and you're transferring all those skills and resources and life experiences from being so well-travelled to help other people and empower them to find their confidence in their own way because there's no cookie cutter, is there? No. No, there really isn't because a lot of the time, you know, well, all of the time really we we. We're all unique. We have a unique journey, but also we have so much 
you know, our own conditioning that is really holding us back because we, we're so scared to, to move forward and, and be who we meant to be. It's, it's an incredible thing to realize that we do things not because we chose to do them, but because of, you know, our conditionings and how we started out in life. And, and when, when we realize that and we, we give ourselves the permission to, to follow our own heart and, and what actually resonates with us truly, it's a it's very profound moment. Oh, I love that. And um, I was, um, it just reminded me when you were speaking then, um, you know, the the aim of it is not to wake up with a gazillion dollars in the bank, although that would be nice as well. It's just to wake up happy, isn't it? Indeed, exactly. And, and oh. it's that thing, you know, there's, there's a quote that says something like, uh, you, don't, you don't get up um, tired every morning because, you know, you couldn't sleep or something. It's because you know that there is another day that you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. And so you, you are exhausted. And actually, the moment that you do find your purpose, your meaning, you have endless energy. You know, that is the, the day that from now on, you're just going to jump out of bed because you, you will know. And it's not to say that once you find your fulfillment or meaning in life, it means there's no problems and everything is just, you know, hunky-dory and, and, you know, everything is smooth. But it does mean that it, you have that push, you have that energy of knowing what it is that you're meant to do. So. And I encourage everyone to to have that conversation with themselves. I think it was Steve Jobs that said that, you know, he looks at, looks at himself in the mirror every day and asks himself, you know, do I want to go and, and do the job that, I want, that I'm about to do? And if too many days in a row he says no, then he knows that he needs to change the job. And, you know, there's people that say, you know, um, <laughs> say a different day, same shit, different day, day, right? There's lots of people mm. that say that. You don't have to. This is what this was what I was doing when I was growing up, right? I didn't believe that there was another choice, another opportunity that I didn't believe that things could be different. But really, all we need to do is to be aware that we are in this prison that we we created for ourselves. And as soon as you know that you are in prison, then you can start looking for for the key, the way to come out. But you have to be able to ask the questions. And I encourage anyone and everyone to, to ask that question, even if you believe that you have a good life. It still means that you. It, it still could be that you have a nice life, but you are still in your comfort zone. So, when was the last time you've done something that scared you? Something that you didn't have all the, the answers before you you started. So, these questions are really important. Oh, they are so important. And what kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today? I think that my message is really about. People are so, really, people are so scared of getting up and doing something. And, and I really want to say, you were not born to sit on the sofa and think about things and worry about things. Just go out there and, and fly. Just try. Don't worry if you're going to fall. You might fall, but that will help you to find the better path for way, you know, with which to fly. So be curious, dare, ask questions, do what you need to do. It's in there with you, within you already. Just trust, trust your gut. Trust your gut. I love it, Avni. You are a, I, I know you are just such a, a I, I can't even have the words because I'm, I've got just so many light bulbs going off in my head at the moment with all these golden nuggets that you've just, you've just, uh, just dropped. Um, please, I encourage you 
connect. We're going to be sharing where to connect. You are so appreciated. You've got so much wealth and knowledge and you are a world leader, a thought leader, a change maker, and you can find the Victim to Victory podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and don't forget to subscribe. Leave a comment for ANAV and thank you very much for being a valued guest and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.